Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. Okay, so you do have a name. (laughs) First name. Okay. Okay. Are you purposely trying to keep it a little bit like, you're like Daft Punk over here. You don't even want to know who you are. You're just a raw meat experiment guy. Yeah. I just think it's kind of funnier that way. I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's great. We'll keep it like that. Well, welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast. Um, this is a podcast essentially designed for people who are into fitness and uh, we're recording now. So I'm just going to kind of keep on going through here. This podcast for people who are into exercise, they're into nutrition, so they follow me for those purposes. Uh, about a couple of years ago, I started following, you know, carnivorous style eating. Mm-hmm. I started uh, 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 not exercising as much because I was at home. I ate the same. I started gaining weight. So I'm going to try this little carnivore thing and see what happens. And then I saw some changes from my own body, and I was like, "This is pretty interesting." So I went down that whole that rabbit hole, the carnivore, trying all these different things, and then sure enough. You look at uh, Dr. Sean Baker, you look at Dr. Paul Saladino, these physician style people who are talking about all the benefits of carnivorous eating. And then all of a sudden I stumbled onto you. (laughs) You had 30,000 followers on Instagram and you were just sitting at a grocery store, a Whole Foods, and you're just smashing a steak and drinking a jar of eggs. And I said, I got to see what's up with this guy. And if you remember, I messaged you and I'm like, hey, man. What, what's going on? <laughs> it wasn't even like a too detailed message. I was just sincerely intrigued with what you were doing. And uh, I want to thank you and, and welcome you to coming on to the podcast first off. So, so thank you for doing that raw meat experiment guy. And what I did yesterday was I posted on my social media. I said, Hey, he's coming on the podcast. If you could ask him a question, what would you ask him? And I got over a hundred questions submitted. But the majority of them were all why, like like why would you start eating just raw meat? Because that is that that's your day to day intake, correct? Yeah, for the most part, I'm probably like I'm eating like eighty percent raw meat, and I'm not like strict on any diet or anything. Um, so I'll have some plants and fruit and vegetables, or go out to eat with my friends once in a while. But yeah, so. Basically, the story is I was plant-based for a long time, ended up feeling like shit, like which happens to a lot of people. Found somebody told me to try like keto. I kind of thought I had diabetes because like after I would eat like a large breakfast of like I would eat like a bunch of bagels with hummus and then like drinking kale shakes and shit like that with fruit. So Mm -hmm. I was probably way too much carbs at once and I'd get like dizzy and like feel like taking a nap. So I just kind of thought I had like diabetes or something like that. So people told me to try like keto type shit. So I kind of looked into keto, followed a bunch of those dudes. And I think just from reading comments in there, I found carnivore and went through the same hole you did with Sean Baker and Saladino, like read all their books, listened to all their podcasts. And that just kind of taught me like the importance of meat in the human diet and like just I just got really obsessed with like the history of like what humans have been eating and stuff like that and I was like how did I believe that 
all animals came from factory farms. Like when you watch like the vegan propaganda movies, mm-hmm. you think like all animals, like we've only eaten animals that are tortured in these factories and like you just completely forget about the rest of human history. So basically yeah, I just figured out that meat was like extremely important to me um, fixing the issues that I had. Like once I started eating steak and eggs for breakfast, like the dizziness was gone, the chronic fatigue, my skin was like pretty terrible and now it's a lot better. Um, That could be like cutting down on seed oils and grains and shit like that. But yeah, then I just, being in the carnivore community, I made a page called Meat-Based News. It was just kind of like shit posting, like memes about the carnivore community type stuff. And just met a lot of people through there. And like some of them were eating raw stuff. A lot of them are making posts about raw milk. So mm-hmm. I got into raw milk to see. I thought I couldn't have dairy, but they said that you could have raw milk because it digests differently with uh, the enzymes and whatever. But so I tried it and then I got some books on raw milk. And I was like, I just want to see like the history of why they started pasteurizing it, what happened there. And like what people claim the differences are. So basically in reading those and learning like the benefits of the actual bacteria in the milk, the benefits of the enzymes that digest it for you and like what the high heat of pasteurization can do to some of the nutrients in the animal food. I was like, maybe this applies to other things too. I kind of want to try it. I found other people trying it like on YouTube and Instagram. Um, People are just like eating raw steaks and shit. And it just kind of like, I just became like pulled towards it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if it's actually going to matter. Like I know people that have lived to a hundred years old eating nothing but like cooked steak and potatoes. So like, I don't think it's like a secret to living to like a million years old or anything. Mm -hmm. But I do think that like, there's probably some slight benefits. And maybe if I was like completely malnourished from eating plant-based, like I could be filling in some gaps that I was missing out on for a long time. So I just wanted to try it. And I was like, I know how ridiculous and like weird this looks. So I want to document it online and do it in like a funny way. That's, that's the beauty of 2022. You can, you can document anything online and um, your shit's funny. Yeah, you're stone cold. You have a stone cold face. You're outside of Whole Foods. You had a giant trout in your hand, and you're just <laughs> smashing it. And and I stone cold face. And then I see when people walk by, I see you just get a little glare, and then you just kind of keep going. So yeah. people must think some of the most random things. Like I mean, that that's why I messaged you. I'm like, what's this guy doing? Why is this guy doing this? Do people come up to you a lot when you're doing that? And they're like, hey man, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few. Uh, it's not. I thought it would be more, but. I think the fact that I'm in Los Angeles, there's kind of a lot of weird stuff going on in the parking lot anyway. But uh, I've had a few people have conversations. Most are like, what what the hell is going on here? And then like we talk and they kind of just think it's cool and funny. And like maybe one or two like vegan ladies that are just like, you're harming yourself and you're not you're not appreciating the animal that died for you. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of complaints like that but mostly it's just long long looks or like they'll just mumble like it's a raw meat type of thing do you ever offer anyone a bite 
Um, one guy. Yeah. Yeah, one one guy took a bite and he drank a raw egg and then just kind of walked away without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> one of my buddies, like I said, a lot of questions come in here. One of my buddies said to me, he's like, I don't have any, he's not into health or fitness. He's like, I got no health or fitness questions. I just got to know why is he not using a knife or fork? <laughs> um that just all came at the beginning i was talking to my friend and i was like i have this idea i want to do eating raw meat like at somewhere for every day just like some like catchy title type of thing for youtube i was going to start it as like a youtube channel and i just thought it would be funny if i got to like day like 200 and like it still just barely had any views like i always thought it was hilarious when people like work so hard on a youtube thing and nobody ever sees it <laughs> and just to document it for myself too but yeah we just decided i was like i think it's funnier i was like i can either go like full apron and like bring like utensils and like do it that way or just go full like walk in the store get something and eat it with my hands and we decided eating it with my hands was funnier you, you need to get um you need to get a server you need to get a server, like someone in a tuxedo and stuff, like come out, serve you like a plate of like raw hamburger. Yeah. Maybe on my birthday, I can hire somebody for that. <laughs> How many days? How many days have you gone through this? Last time I think I checked, you were like, you were over a hundred now, right? Yeah. It's like 131, 132, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then from, from day one to now, what are the physical differences in your body? Like you, you look healthy, like, were you overweight? Were you trying to lose? Like, did you see a weight loss as a side effect? Um, it was never like a weight thing. I'm like about 200 and I'm trying to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the digestion is like the, probably the biggest thing that I noticed. Cause it just like, honestly, if you just eat raw meat, like it just disappears into your body you don't feel full. You just like stop being hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's different than like when I, I still eat cooked food to like just a couple times a week, probably. But when I eat like a cooked ribeye or something, like you can feel it, you get full and it like sits in your stomach. And I've seen some, like s- some studies about like the enzymes, like digest the food itself when they're alive still. So I think like raw, raw meat, and like raw fruit are probably the two easiest things to digest. Mm-hmm. I found that when, I, when I went carnivore, so I'm, I'm usually like a, a 26 to 3000, 2600 to 3000 calories a day kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and I track my stuff. So, and, and I lift, so I know where my, my stuff is. When I went carnivore, um, at first I wasn't tracking the caloric intake. I was just like, Hey, I'm going to eat about 10 ounces of meat three times a day. See what happens. And then mm-hmm. I started like feeling very satiated and I was doing the math. I was, I was consuming like 1600, 18 or like way less calories than I normally do, but I felt full. Like I, I was like content with just eating like muscle meat and organs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the protein and fat really do it for you. Like you can't really feel a full feeling off plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm very much a, uh, uh, trial and error kind of person. And I always want to use what works whatever works, whatever works best and fastest, you know, like I work with people, I coach people, I'm a trainer as well. So I'm like, what works best, what works fast. That's what I want to be using for people. And that's what I found right away. I was like, well, if I eat way more animal products, I'm not starving. I don't, I'm not reaching for ice cream or reaching for a Reese peanut butter cup anymore. I just feel Mm -hmm. satiated. And that caught me off guard because it's never happened before when I've used other things like 
a lot of plants or a lot of carbohydrates. You're always wanting to eat more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I noticed that too. Like when I, when I found out you could just eat steak and eggs for breakfast, I was like, damn, this gets me through like half of the whole day. And before I was like, I have to go home every like three hours to fill up on carbs or something. Yeah. That's, thought, the, that's the old school bodybuilder right there. The old steak and eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with you, when you made the switch to the type, types of raw eating now, another question that came up probably 20 times is digestion. How, how do your digestion adapt? How was your, how was the BMs? How are the bowel movements? Yeah. I think that's probably the most popular question I get. It's honestly completely normal. Um, they scream that when they see you like outside Whole Foods. How's your shits? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. It's completely normal. Like when I first went from plant-based to like carnivore-ish, I had, you know, uh, like a few days of crossover there where it's a little liquidy, but that was like over a year ago at this point. Um, when I switched to raw, like I didn't notice anything, but when I first did it, it's like I started with raw milk for like a month or two. And then I started drinking raw eggs for a couple months. And then I think I started eating raw liver from like listening to Saladino. Mm. So that was the first three raw things I had. And then it was like six months later, I was like, I want to eat like raw steak, you know, like I was eating raw liver all the time as if it was normal, but it's like, I guess considered raw meat. Yeah. And that's one of the things I noticed with Paul is he never cooks his liver. Everything else is, you know, tends, well, most of the stuff tends to be cooked, but he always went with a raw liver overcooked. Yeah. I, like when people ask me, they're like, do you need to eat raw to be healthy? I'm like, I don't think so now, but like you can have raw dairy and like raw seafood. Those are extremely safe and normal things to do and mm-hmm. probably give you like all the nutrients that you need anyway. And yeah, raw organs is cool, but for muscle meats, like, I don't know, I'm sure cooking it is fine. I just like wanted to see if I could feel a difference. And I love that your, your handle says, you know, eating raw meat every day until I die or to see if I die or something like that. (laughs) So definitely um, uh, you must have some family or some friends who are like, Hey, raw meat experiment guy. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing, man? Like did that catch anyone off guard or do you have a very supportive system in your life? Um, Yeah, they're supportive, but I just, I did it without telling anybody at all. So like, for like the first 30 days, I probably had like 500 or like a thousand followers. And it was just random people that were like into food and like carnivore stuff. So that was all like supportive. And then it just kind of started going like viral on Instagram. And that's when like, I just started getting like one text every day from like an old friend somewhere out in the world. And they're just like, somebody just showed me this page, bro. Are you, are you like mentally okay? <laughs> And to have a short conversation about, I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not depressed. I just think it's like funny and possibly healthier. And mm-hmm. once I explain it a little bit, everybody's cool with it. Girlfriend's cool with it. Um, my mom follows the page. They're like, I don't know. He's, he's right about it more than me. So I trust him. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's very interesting that you mentioned that you've read uh, all these different books about different processes and then you're, you're jumping into it. So you're not, you're not the nutritionist or the scientist that says, Hey, my research says this, but you're like, Hey, I read a book. And then I, and then I tried it. Could you explain a little bit more? Cause dairy is one that is very 
challenging for a lot of people to understand. And mm-hmm. my parents tell me, they said, when we were kids, dairy would be dropped off at your front doorstep. And there'd be like a cream on top. And yeah. you, you had like a day to two to drink. it, And if you didn't drink it, it went bad. But today, if you buy milk from a grocery store, you can leave it on the counter for like a week. And it's totally mm-hmm. fine. Like, I can't tell you the last time milk ever went bad that I'm aware of. It feels like it just never goes bad. But you read some stuff on milk. How does that work with dairy and raw dairy? Well, raw dairy, I mean, it's just all dairy was raw for like, people used it for like 10,000 years. So like any, anything you see about milk or cheese and any book before like 100 years ago, they were talking about raw dairy, which now is supposed to be like scary or something. But um, basically, the reason they started pasteurizing it was because like, in New York City, like 100 years ago, some people were getting sick possibly from the milk but they were also feeding the cows like straight up garbage in a city and everybody was kind of malnourished anyway so there's no like real strong connection there but um yeah it's basically like what you feed the animal which is the same with anything they were feeding it like swill from the brewing process um so they decided yeah they're just gonna cook it lots of people say they cook out like all of the benefits pretty much of that product so there's the raw milk community is hardcore like they go they go hard trying to uh find that but here's one book this was my favorite one about it the untold story of milk it's like they give you the history of like humans using cows humans using dairy like all the all the evidence of dairy and like the bible and Uh, like greek philosophers and stories of people living for like 100 years on nothing but cheese and stuff like that so i thought the history was cool there and they gave the whole history of um the pasteurization and stuff like that so yeah it just got me to thinking like if i go out of my way to get raw milk like i order it from an amish farm with the cream on top and all of that it lasts for like 10 days before it starts to sour Mm -hmm. and you can still drink it too. Like it doesn't actually rot when it's raw. It just turns and you can like turn it into sour cream and different products like that. So but the, the taste and the texture would change. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't, wouldn't make you sick. It wouldn't harm you. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I was like, if I'm buying, going out of my way to order raw milk from an Amish farm, but like I think pasteurized milk at the store is mostly useless. Then I was just like, why am I like burning the shit out of my ground beef, you know, and covering it in taco seasoning to eat it? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, obviously cooked meat tastes better. Aside from fish. Fish, seafood tastes way better raw, I think. And like beef tastes way better cooked. Okay, so this this is an argument that's gone on in my house for a while. Not an argument, but a, a disagreement. Mm-hmm. I love sushi, right? So show me like I like raw fish. And I remember like being at the grocery store and being like, I just want to get that salmon and I just want to eat it as is. Yeah. Like, no, you know, you can't do that. And I said, well, isn't that the same as the sushi down the road? They're like, no, 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 it's different. And I just yeah. accepted that. <laughs> is, is it different? I don't know. They say this sushi grade and not sushi grade, but I think that might just be like big sushi trying to monopolize on it because i i go to costco and get the fresh fish and i just eat it raw once or twice a week i've been doing that 
I've never had an issue. Um, the salmon is usually, I think most of the fish are usually like flash frozen on the boat or right after to kill parasites. Like I saw one person post that they found a worm in their fish at Costco, which is normal for fish, but that's like one out of like a billion people buying fish every day. Yeah. Costco is packed. Yes. Costco is a play. Like if, if you're single, go to Costco. There's so many people there. Like <laughs> I remember being in my twenties, being at bars that were empty on a Friday night. I mean like, fuck, we should go to Costco. Yeah. Costco is amazing. <laughs> when I first started carnivore, I was just getting like big packs of steak and uh, just like those giant cartons of eggs. And I was just like steak and eggs from Costco. And I cooked it all. I cooked it all, but that's where I started it. Another, another question that came up was asking about worms. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, Ask this dude if he's got worms. Yeah, I mean, I haven't tested for anything, but there's also this one dude named, his name is Aginus Vonderplanets. And he he wrote some books about, he was like the big like raw meat dude in LA. So he had like, he converted like thousands of people to doing it. And he has all these talks online that are about how the bacteria, E. coli, worms parasites like all of these things are sort of just like beneficial to the entire system like Mm -hmm. there's a balance in your body of like predators and prey just like in the world like everything just kind of works together if you're a healthy person and like there's a parasite in you like it might just be eating dead tissue and then leave when it's done but if you're like a toxic person the parasites kind of multiply and eat like toxic food and they eat like dead cells so if you're if you're toxic and you're eating like shit for 10 years and you get parasites like that's when it's a problem and they multiply and show you those disgusting pictures but i don't healthy person's gonna have any issues with that yeah i had a um uh, biologist on here before and his his whole thing was bacteria and he he claims to come with a cure for heartburn acid indigestion and SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and he said it's the wrong bacteria that's in your gut and people mm-hmm. are it with carbohydrates and it's growing mm-hmm. really big and that's what makes you sick yeah. so i said what's the treatment he goes starve it i said what do you mean he's like don't give it carbs it eats carbs <laughs> and i'm like yeah. oh shit <laughs> so just another reason to maybe not have so many carbohydrates but he said at low levels it's totally normal for the ecosystem it's when this one bacteria gets at a high level problem. And when you talk about, when you say if someone's unhealthy and likely if someone eats a ton of carbohydrates all the time, they're probably yeah. going to be a little more unhealthy than someone who is not eating so many. Yeah, that's good to hear. Cause that's kind of exactly what I was thinking. Like if you're, if, I mean, I think we both feel like a carb heavy diet is not the natural diet for a human. So that would be sort of unhealthy anyway. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And when you were, when you were doing a lot of vegetables, like when you, when you say you're vegan or vegetarian, like hundred percent one or the other. A hundred percent. But I was like, I was, I believed all of the like vegan propaganda. I was, I was following all of those people for like 10 years and I ate meat when I was out, like at restaurants and shit. I didn't want to be annoying, but um, like, I believed that it was useless and bad for me. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like a cheating, cheating vegan or whatever. You're a cheating vegan. <laughs> I remember I read a study not too long ago that that vegans want to give them alcohol 
you know, there's like a super, certain high percentage that always gravitate towards going to get some meat. Yeah. You're not the only one. They all cheat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all do. <laughs> but like, I'm not sure about you. If you ever get, ever get hammered and you're just like, oh man, like I could go for some broccoli right now. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Let's get some cauliflower rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you were eating that style and you said mm-hmm. your body didn't feel good, you said your skin wasn't good. Mm-hmm. One of the things that comes up a lot of times when I start working with people in my earlier days as a trainer, we're always coached and encouraged to have people increase their vegetable intake. So I would always suggest eat more vegetables, eat more vegetables, eat more vegetables. And they'd always come back and they'd say, I'm very gassy, I'm very bloated. And I was always just confused. And then over the years when I'd work with vegetarians or work with vegans, they were just gassy, gassy people always. When you were eating like that, did you find that you were bloating more or you were very gassy? Yeah, I was gassy all the time. I would have like, I filled the whole 64 ounce um, blender like every day, just filled with nuts, seeds, powders, vegetables and fruits, just like everything I could find that was organic. And I was like, this is like, I don't feel that great, but like I'm drinking this every day. So I have to be healthy. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my thing. And yeah, I'd be farting all day. And I, I thought it was normal, but the research I've done, like in the recent year, I feel like if you're farting, that's because you're eating something that you can't digest. Yeah, I, I believe that 100%. And through experience with myself and then with other clients, because as soon as you remove something, they're like, I feel better. Oh, yeah, how? I'm not bloating. Nobody, mm-hmm. Bloating doesn't feel good. Yeah. I've never met someone like, oh, got that good bloat last night. <laughs> you don't hear that right and then Mm -hmm. i found that with too many vegetables and stuff like that that's what's happening with a lot of people yeah for sure putting my skin was terrible i'm not sure exactly what that was from but like uh like cystic acne on Mm -hmm. my back is for like from high school till like a year ago and that's gone from eating mostly meat um i think seed oils have something to do with it but and then also i had like back pain i was working like carpentry type shit for a few years and they just had me as the young guy like carrying all of the like roof tiles up the ladder and like carrying everything that was heavy so i thought i was just like okay so i'm just gonna have back pain for the rest of my life from that and eventually just try to avoid being on like pain pills like all of these dudes are but um cutting out grains is like I'm 95% sure that cutting out grains fixed my pain issues. Like now, if I go out to eat, go to a Mexican restaurant and like eat some tortillas, like the next day I go for a run or something and like my back and my neck hurt again. So it's like immediate every single time. Yeah, well, when the body's exposed to different types of allergens that it can't handle, okay, mm-hmm. it's produce more histamines. It's an allergic response. It's occurring. It's going to create a little bit more inflammation throughout the body and if you've got an area of the body that's already susceptible to it, it's going to be amplified and anyone who's had a major injury you know someone like oh i, I blew out my knee in college playing football well they'll they'll, they'll tell you when they're not eating well because their knee will hurt more mm-hmm. they won't be able to say like what is it they'll say, i've been eating like garbage lately and my knee's starting to hurt and then when you backtrack you realize high carbohydrate diet a lot of preservatives possibly a lot of seeds seed oils right or like mm-hmm. you go to like a mexican restaurant maybe getting some beans in there and restaurants just love to load up like soy oil on things right yeah it's cheap for them too but a lot of people just don't digest it well 
yeah, they're obsessed with the, the soy and canola oils. Mm-hmm. And I oh, don't, actually, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that those are very positive for anybody. Yeah, like I've never heard someone say like, oh, yeah, once I increased my soy oil intake, I felt better. Yeah. <laughs> I've just never. And if you're listening to this and that happened to you, please reach out. I would like to figure out how that happened or I'd be more interested. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite questions that someone uh, had for you here, <laughs> um, they were interested if you also eat testicles and if so raw. Yes. Um, I have, I don't do it like as a regular part of my diet, but I order them once in a while. Um, testicles, brains, kidneys. I just wanted to try all of the organs. It's funny. Cause like they're normal in like a lot of places in the world, you know, like People are like, oh, I used to have brain tacos or like we used to eat testicles and stuff like that. Uh, I The testicles aren't honestly bad. I had them raw like three or four times now and they mostly just taste like scallops. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's mostly a mental game. You know, you just have to be like, I'm biting into this shit right now. <laughs> Man, I, I, I had my first, I had my first nut last week. Oh, you did? I did. So no. uh, I'm in Canada and we don't have access to a lot of unique grocery stores. We've got your standard, your Costco's, we've got whole food modifications. But there's this one, it's like a Mediterranean grocery store here. And they had a deal on something else I was going in for. And I'm in there and I like organ meats and I saw a spleen. I'm like, I'm going to grab some spleen. And right beside it was a pair, of, a pair of lamb testicles. And man, these suckers, first off, the lamb had been 600 pounds. These things were massive. These things were <laughs> softballs. And I was like, well, I've already done other organs. I might as well try it right so i got i cooked it and i ate it and you're right it's not it's nothing it, it's all a me- i was literally staring at them being like like how am i gonna how am i gonna bite this yeah but it was a mental thing when all the other organs i've ever eaten i've never thought twice of it i was like oh this is food yeah give that first bite you realize right away oh it's literally just a mental game it is this is just food things you can eat yeah i had them in my fridge for a couple of days and i was like it was definitely like the toughest one to get over and then i just like cut it open and bit into it and i was like this isn't bad if you just pretend it's a scallop or something Mm -hmm. and you eat scallops obviously raw too i haven't done scallops raw yeah i i got them i actually got raw scallops at a restaurant last night oh okay when it it comes to texture of foods the the texture and stuff does your palate adapt has your palate changed over time like the first time you took a bite of something versus now do do you crave it um i don't I was wondering if I'd get to the point of craving it. I don't think so. But like when I'm just like going about my day and I'm like, I need to eat something quickly and go to something like my first thought is I'll just eat half a pound of ground beef raw. Cause I think I just, I look forward to it the most because of how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's cause I don't feel like cooking steak and then cleaning shit after, but yeah, I just like, just get half a pound of ground beef into my system with like a glass of milk and I'm out takes like five minutes total and I'm full for like five hours and like I just don't I have a lot of sensitivities to food like if I eat grains or seed oils I feel like shit for like the rest of the day but cooked food cooked steak like I feel good but like I can tell something might be a little bit off maybe it's because it's like the grain-fed Costco shit but I like half a pound of raw ground beef, the grass fed, totally grass fed one. I just feel like completely perfect after it's the one meal that I've found that it's like 
just incredibly simple to eat and prepare and feel perfect after. So, I'm eating. so what I'm hearing is you're a time management uh, expert. Yeah, I'm pretty much just uh, looking for the easiest way out. <laughs> Glass of milk and raw, some raw bird. With, um, uh, with some of the other foods, uh, was there an adjustment period? Like as you started to eat, you're like, oh, I just can't do this. And also when you're like, hey, it's not so bad. Or was it just like right off the bat, you were just like, yeah, this is okay. Um, for sure with liver. Liver was tough for me at first. And then I started putting like, I would just put like a little, like an ounce or two in a blender with milk and drink it. And like, it looks like strawberry milk. And the first, like, the first like 10 to 15 times, like I had to just chug it like with my nose blocked but eventually I'm like I can sip it and I'm like I actually like this now mm-hmm. like I, I don't know if my body changed and they're like we, we enjoy the nutrients in that so drink it please but yeah liver grew on me to the point that I actually like how it tastes um kidney I've been working on but it's my least favorite food so far it's it just every time I get it it kind of smells and tastes like piss a little bit so it's kind kidney is my favorite organ cooked really yeah well i mean i, I haven't had a bunch of raw ones i just you know mm-hmm. I, I cook them and, and i find that when you cook a kidney because I, I boil it and i boil it and it's like um it's like a medium rare and then as soon as it comes out of the pot you slice it and I, I put salt on on all my meats and for me like the fresh it's so good at that point and it's still a little red in the middle like it's red mm-hmm. and pink in the middle it's kind of a bit rawish but the kidney is the one that cooked i i prefer the most but to eat that one raw it just looks besides the testicles it looks a little bit the most alien to me yeah it's a little crazy it just looks like these like meat grapes i haven't i I never thought of boiling it i would try that yeah and i mean like just based on the size of it you know eight 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 minutes for small ten for large get the water Mm -hmm. boiling put it in once it starts to overflow turn it down turn it back up And then just drain it and slice it, throw salt on it. Well, I do salt on it. Do you, do you add salt to anything, pepper, any spices? Or do you just go as raw as can be? Um, I'm pretty much going as raw as can be, mainly just to see if I eventually, like the purpose was to see if I just liked the taste, you know, like get used to it and start craving it. It hasn't quite happened with beef raw. Like I like it now, but I'd still prefer it cooked. Um but yeah, I'm not like totally, when I cook steak and potatoes, I use salt and pepper. And uh, sometimes I like, I found some like fermented hot sauces, like raw, raw fermented sriracha type things. And I sometimes just like dip the ground beef in it. And that tastes good. Like I could eat that all day. Mm-hmm. So you like to mix them together sometimes, different, different meats? Um, a little bit. Yeah, like I was, I would mix lamb, lamb and beef a lot, but right now I'm just sticking to ground beef mostly. It's probably like, I'd say like 70% of my diet is ground beef now. It's it's so bizarre, but that's my favorite ground beef. I can take a, I can take a, a giant pan of ground beef, I'll cook it and then I can smash it and I, I feel the best off just straight ground beef. Yeah. Steak, I find there's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, well, 
raw probably more than cooked i kind of think because it seems a little harder to chew but when cooking it there's the commitment of the you know the barbecue the plate a little bit of the dishes mm-hmm. like a, a side piece if you want with that but if it's just ground beef i find that the commitment's very low yeah and i just think like i don't know like the fat ratio is probably perfect every time and like sometimes when i eat a ribeye like i'm eating it raw of course but it just feels like a little like unbalanced maybe mm-hmm. like ate like way too much fat in this part and like it's just digesting differently than the ground beef is just like it knows exactly what's going on mm-hmm. and it's pretty it's like pre-chewed maybe maybe that has to do with it too how has and this was a question that came up how has your palate changed or sorry how has your teeth changed or have they changed when it comes to chewing all that food you think your jaw is getting stronger or what I honestly haven't really noticed anything, but <clears throat> people, people online, I don't know if it's just in their heads, but they've been like, I think like the shape of your jaw is starting to change. Because <laughs> vegans will comment too and be like, you look disgusting. You look like you're dying from eating meat. So like, you just say, you just like see what you want to believe in a way too. But like, I know for a fact that my skin, my skin and like, a few of the issues are better, but the rest is just kind of like, I can't tell anything with my teeth. Cause I think that there is, um, you know, uh, I read that younger and younger kids keep getting pushed into dental assistance, right? Like using mm-hmm. Invisalign or using um, braces at younger and younger ages. And then, and then I read about it's changing the formation of the palate of young kids and they're getting mm-hmm. more of an overbite and, and their, their jaws are shrinking. Their jaws are shrinking. And uh, one concept that come up was, well, people aren't exercising their face. You need to exercise yeah. your face. And yeah. only multiple ways to do that. And one is chewing food. And if everything is, is so palatable, everything is so soft and, and you don't have to chew it anymore, you're going to atrophy and you're not going to exercise some of the muscles in the jaw. Yeah, I definitely think that's part of it. Chewing is important. Um, I read this book, which one is it? Deep Nutrition. And um, they talked about in that one that the reason that we get our wisdom teeth removed is because once we switched over to like agriculture, to like a grain-based diet, it was just malnutrition. And like um, just like the entire, all of our bones were shrinking, Mm. not getting enough nutrition because of eating grains. So I think that's also, I'm sure it's part chewing and part our just our jaw is smaller now because we're not getting enough nutrients to it. Well, you ever notice when someone's got a big jaw, they stick out, right? Mm-hmm. Look at that freak. But yeah. I wonder if at one point in time, that was the standard and we're all the freaks now. Yeah, because like in like the Weston Price work, like he went to some places that were on their natural diet still. And like, they never had to get teeth removed. They still have the whole wide thing, like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of uh, indigenous cultures, you know, mm-hmm. the, like the, the Hadza tribe and stuff like they get yeah. the teeth. Right. And I don't think they have any toothpaste out there. Yeah. Cause I even wondered when I was like, I went to the dentist, I forget when, how old I was like 16 or something. And they were like, yeah, we're going to need to remove your teeth. And it's like $3,000. And I, I never went back to the dentist because I was like, I don't have $3,000. But I was like, it just never made sense to me. I was like, 
dentists and like all this surgery and shit is like a new thing. Like, how is it that human beings have always had to get their teeth removed? Like, why would there be such a design flaw? But I never until recently like that it could be from the chewing thing or from malnutrition. Yeah, and there's a lot of experts out there now who have studied breath and breathing mechanics and how breathing changes the structure of the face and how our culture tends to be a lot more of a mouth breather versus a nasal breather for multiple reasons. One is it could be your environment, it could be how you sleep at night, it could be obesity, it could be allergens, it could be your diet, and mm-hmm. you start breathing through your mouth instead of your nose. And what happens over time is your upper jaw comes forward. You get more of a kind of position here and your lower jaw goes, goes backwards. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking about that with my dentist and uh, uh, Mr. Mirage, if you're listening to this, remember I brought this up and I said, Hey, with that happening, like I got kids, if I see that with my kids, my go-to would be to practice having them breathe, you know, nasal breathing, mouth taping, things like that. And that should affect the jaw. Right. And he's like, no. And I'm like, um, okay. He's like, send them in here. We'll get a checkup for them when they're five. I'm like, okay, braces. Here we go. <laughs> I think that that might just be also what they're trained to say, what they know, right? It's all yeah. just what they know, but it makes sense to me that when you, when your breathing mechanics are off, it can change a lot of things with this face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I could believe. Yeah. And eating foods that you're allergic to will do the same thing as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I had a client years ago and she used to come in the morning. We would train early mornings and she'd always come in sniffing. She'd be like, always have to blow her nose, snot, always sniffing and stuff. Yeah. And she had, um, she's a very heavy carbohydrate breakfast in the morning. And I was always like, I think that if you are not eating that, it might, it might be better. She said, no, no, no. I said, let's try it. Let's try it. So sure enough, like she switched it and she, uh, she was having a steak and nuts for her breakfast instead. And it went away. Wow. So there was something that she was eating prior that was causing a little bit of an allergic response, which was changing her breathing. But once we switched uh, her breakfast, it went away. Yeah, that definitely happens to me too. I notice if I if I go to a restaurant and eat something shitty, like I can't breathe out of my nose as well the next day. Yeah, so. With me, it's beer. Beer's a big like that. <laughs> People are like, you hung over? I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's got me. Uh, one, one product we did not talk about is chicken. So you had mentioned before about um, grains being utilized a lot in agriculture. Um, do you eat chicken? Do you find chicken is beneficial for um, like the raw meat experiment? Um, I eat chicken just kind of for fun. Sometimes I, I don't think like I would need chicken in my diet. Like I don't think I'm getting anything from it that I wouldn't be from beef and lamb and stuff like that, that I enjoy more, but I eat chicken once in a while just because people want to see it. And like, I don't believe that. I don't know. Like maybe if it has a little salmonella on it, like, I need to keep my system strong anyway, but I've had it like five times probably on the page. I've never felt sick, like for even a moment after, um, I have some chicken. What's that? Is this Costco chicken? No, I was eating the first couple of times. was just straight off the shelf at whole foods, Mm -hmm. but it said organic. I was like, okay, that's fine. But, um, just because they, they feed them corn and soy, so they're like still kind of sick, even if it's organic. So I'm trying to avoid that a little bit. Um, so recently, I've just been ordering it from the Amish farm that I get the milk from. And they're, they're just out in the sun eating grass and bugs and whatever they feed them isn't corn and soy. So I think that's maybe the healthiest birds that I can find. But Have you ever tried like turkey? or, or- I have. 
I ordered I ordered turkey, chicken, pork chops. I got a bunch of stuff coming on Saturday, so. Oh, so so you do pork as well? A little bit, yeah. I think that I don't know. The animals are like dirtier. They're fed. They're fed more garbage. It's way easier with cows because you can be like, does it eat grass or not? You know. But with birds, it's like you don't really know. Like none of them are eating like a purely um, like ancestral diet or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be like wild boars in the woods or something, but not these like pink pigs in farms. Yeah, and I think that's why um, uh, pork is one of the the foods in certain religions that is um, not eaten. They say don't mm-hmm. eat it. They go, it's a dirty, it's a dirty animal. Essentially, yeah. people are getting sick and maybe dying from eating pork. And I think that might also have been because pigs will eat anything. Like a pig will eat a boot. You put a boot in front of a pig, pig's like, oh, there's food. You and me at the boot. But pigs will eat. <laughs> Yeah, so I I eat raw pork and chicken for the experiment and just for kind of for the videos and stuff. But I think if I'm like I'm doing the I think I'm gonna do the daily videos for 365 days. Mm-hmm. Like that that's a solid experiment. And then after that, like I'm sure I'll still have some raw foods in my diet. Like definitely raw dairy, definitely raw seafood, maybe raw beef, like and cooked beef. Um I'll probably always have cooked food in my diet too, but I doubt that I would eat raw chicken and raw pork after. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I don't know. I, I have some, I've made tons of friends that have been eating raw meat for years now. Like they all find me and tell me about what they've been doing. And uh, like lots of them just eat pork and chicken regularly. Like there's one dude that I'm friends with on there, raw meaters. He, he eats raw chicken ceviche like a couple times a week. He makes it. It's his favorite dish. <laughs> well, how do um, uh, how would someone start if someone was interested? They're like, hey, I want to kind of go. Do you have like a go to? It'd be a simple way to start if we're dealing with raw stuff. Do you think liver's the way to go? Do you think eggs are the way to go? Um, I mean, I think eggs is probably the easiest because, like, just judging from the, I've probably got like a thousand videos that people have sent me since i started eating raw eggs or biting a raw steak because because i've got some eggs here i've never done one yeah you should do one but i wasn't sure how first thing it's from a grocery store is that okay yeah that's okay the first like 1000 eggs that i drank were from uh, costco okay 1,000 from Costco. I think these are from Costco too. And how many eggs? What's the most eggs you've had at one time? Because I see you, you have a, what do you call them? A schlonker or something? Yeah. Sh- slonkers. Slonkers? Why do you call them slonkers? Is that like a um, British name for an egg? I saw other people calling it that. And it's just like, like onk was like an old word to like, to inhale something greedily or it has some weird definition, but for some reason, people use it for drinking raw eggs, like slonk, slonk, slonk. Gotcha, gotcha. So I got two. Is two enough? Yeah, two's great. Two's enough. This is like a shot. Is this is how you do it. I got a um, ground beef gogurt here. So ground beef gogurt? <laughs> no, I just I just uh, push it up like that. <laughs> awesome. This will be breakfast for today. Okay, great. Well, cheers. I do my first one. Cheers, bro. Enjoy. That's pretty quick. 
two in one sip. That's that's some strong work. A lot I of wish, people. I wish I could, it's not my first time. That was my first time. <laughs> it's not too bad. You just, it's it's a mental game, just like everything else. You know what? That's not bad at all. That was actually that was easy. Yeah, it's easy. My first my first instinct, um, uh, raw meat experiment guy, is uh, I'm a time guy as well. I try to condense my day and get as much done different things. And breakfast has always been one of those things that takes more time. I'm like, yeah, this, I could just chug my eggs. I know. That's what I, that's kind of what I started doing. I was like, why would I cook them and clean the pan? If I can just drink six in a glass. Exactly. And you know, like when you do eggs in a pan, it burns, no matter what kind of pan you have, you get that little shit mm-hmm. that burns. You got to scrape it and scrape it and scape it. And then you get yelled at by your wife because you didn't scrape it enough. Um, yeah, she'll come down tomorrow morning. She'll be like, hey, there's no pan. I'll be like, that's right. Yeah. Nope. Just got to rinse out a glass. That's all. That's right. I love it. Okay. So eggs are, eggs are simple. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the meat next. If I'm going to, I don't have it with me now, but if I'm going to go meat, do you think the raw, raw hamburger is the best way to go? I think so. For me, it's the easiest. It's the first, I think my first video was raw ground beef. So the first thing I tried, um, People are always like ground ground beef is more dangerous because it has more surface area for bacteria and stuff. But I'm like, but I'm not even worried about the bacteria, you know, mm-hmm. and like on a steak, like what's the difference if it's, I don't know, I guess if you're, if you're worried about it and you're cooking it, it matters because you're searing the outsides anyway, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not worried about it. It's so bizarre. People are quick to be like, Hey, you gotta be careful because the bacteria on that, but everyone listening to this has eaten year old Halloween candy before and never thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just found this box of Smarties at the bottom of the cupboard. Oh, that must be from Halloween 2018. Oh, it's still good. Yeah. Like there's, there's bacteria on every food that we eat. And, and there's like, a lot of food that isn't food. Mm-hmm. Like a Smarties, not like no one's got a Smartie farm, right? <laughs> yeah. You're pretty cool. No. Yeah. But and your raw milk, you get that from uh, the same people you get the other meat from? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I got a few people sending me meat now on the internet that partially to like tag their page and stuff like that. But So I'm getting things from a few different sources online. That all comes frozen. Mm-hmm. But for my day to day, I try to, I like, I prefer eating fresh stuff. So I basically buy it at like Whole Foods and Sprouts. And it's a little cheaper too. Like mm-hmm. I can get a pound for like six to eight dollars around here for grass fed. So it's not bad. Like if I'm even if I eat two pounds a day, that's twelve dollars a day. And like I could I could probably survive like thirty years on nothing but ground beef or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you just get like a whole cow, so my family we buy a whole cow about every nine months, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even buy it from like the place. I buy it from Neil. He's a farmer. <laughs> He's about 90 minute drive away from me. So I go see Neil. He gives me a black Angus cow about every nine months. <clears throat> that's where we get a lot of ours. And it ends up being per pound significantly cheaper. You just got to have three freezers. He's got to have three freezers to do that. So I yeah. got a frozen beef downstairs. I think I'm, I think that's where I'm going to start. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the way to go. Once I, I'm in a, like a kind of small apartment with a tiny freezer right now. So that's why I don't store too much. But I think next time I move, I'll either get like one of those big freezers on the ground or once I have a house, I'll definitely have some cows stored up in there with like a generator or something. Mm-hmm. My emergency 
because so is that like the, the the goal for you is to someday like have a, a piece of property or land where you can just raise your animals eat your animals and like that's that yeah that would be that would definitely be the goal if i ever have money to get uh a piece of property at least chickens you know mm-hmm. maybe selling corn and soy free eggs or i don't know something to do with animals would definitely be the way to go for me yeah yeah, so, sounds like a, a sick way to live. You're not a hunter, eh? You don't hunt? Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. Um, I just, I honestly, for like the last 10 years of my life or more, I just thought I was not going to be a meat eater. And now I'm in a city. So once I get out, I'm definitely going to try to learn. I'm going to try to go on some fishing boats soon too here. Mm-hmm. They, they go out of LA, they'll take you for like 50, 60 bucks, but. I don't have any equipment at all. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I see you drinking water. I know you drink milk too. Do you drink much water throughout the day or are you like, do you, do you just go with the milk usually? Um, I prefer milk. I'm just out right now. No. I didn't enough. The, the farm that I get it from only, I can only get it delivered every two weeks. So like I have like a four day window at the end where I'm out of milk. But I get a bunch of raw cheese from them um, and freeze the meat that comes. So that stuff can last forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little rapid fire here of some ridiculous questions that uh, I got about a dozen WTFs. So I guess we could just go past those ones there. <laughs> some people are asking about how your farts smell. We've already addressed that. You're, you're down to minimal or standard, I would say. Yeah. They, I, I just don't fart as much anymore. <laughs> So anyone out there who's into the dating scene, you know, if you want to have a better first appearance, maybe you should just have a dozen eggs raw before you go on your date. Um, <laughs> stomach pain. Had you ever gone through any stomach pain from certain foods or like that transition period? I haven't had any, any uh, concerning stomach pain now. Like when I eat raw, like I don't really feel anything, which is weird. Very, um, very plain, I guess, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had any blood work done or lab work done like GI work? I haven't done any. Uh, I, I've been like kind of out of the doctor scene for a long time. I did get checked for diabetes that one time, like a year ago, but aside from that, I haven't been to the doctor since I was like 15 or so, mm-hmm. but I'm not it like for the experiment. Cause I, I didn't really realize it was going to gain a following, you know? So now it's kind of funny if I do it for everybody, I just got to figure it out, figure out how to do it. Yeah. Your following's quite large. You have uh, like 130,000 followers on your IG, I think this morning, right? Yeah. That's a, it's about 130 days, 130,000 followers. Oh, that, that's your new marketing device. Yep. <laughs> Logan, a thousand followers a day. Uh-huh. Not bad. Um, this is the, a dumb question. Have you ever tried cooked meat? Okay, we already know that. <laughs> um, breath. Does your breath smell? No, it doesn't smell. And I don't even use toothpaste every day. No, really? Yeah. I, can, I can see that if, you, if you're eating this raw meat, because what's in raw meat that's going to... Because bad breath is like an accumulation of something rotting, right? If you get stuck between, if you just floss, you can probably get rid of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you need to floss like after some steaks, but ground beef, you don't even need to floss and like you, it doesn't even feel like you need to brush. Like I feel like brushing is the stuff that 
collects on your teeth is mostly from like sugars. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent, hundred percent. Do to do. Okay, here's my my favorite one. Um, any positive or negative effects on your sexuality, meaning AKA boners. So <laughs> you don't have to answer. I want to. That's a question came up. I would say positive effects. Yeah. Now it is known that the oyster is one of the things to help with a male libido. It's almost known as an aphrodisiac. And I believe the oyster is quite high in the mineral zinc. And I think mm-hmm. that might be one of the reasons why. Yeah, that's a strong. I get oysters. I get oysters once a week because they have a one dollar each deal. Pakashak. Yeah, Pakashak. Awesome. Okay, raw meat experiment guy. If if we're at day 365, you've survived and you've lived, you've made it. What's next? How does this whole thing end for you? Or does it? Honestly, I didn't even think that far. Like I just started it at day one with no plan at all. So I think once I hit a hundred days, I was like, okay, I'm not ready to stop because there's still a bunch of things I want to try. Like I'm still experimenting on my own body, like different levels of things, like how many meals do I want? What things digest better than others? So like, I'm still just experimenting on myself. Um, After a year, I guess that's just when I'll make a decision. Like, I think I'll always continue to eat certain things raw. Like I said, I might even just do like, cut it down to like once a week, I'll post. I'll eat something once a week for a while just to keep the page going i like running the page because like that's how i learn more i talk to people people teach me things in the dms all day or ask questions share book ideas and like i follow a bunch of health people so like i share in the story every day like a bunch of different things that i'm reading about or watching youtube videos and stuff like that so it's just the best way for me to learn about like nutrition and stuff that I'm interested in is to run that page. So I definitely don't want to just like abandon it. I don't think, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to like use it to be like an influencer and like sell jewelry or something dumb, you know, (laughs) (laughs) raw jewelry. (laughs) I did see plant-based cookies the other day in the store. Plant-based cookies. Plant-based cookies, man. They're everywhere. Yep. So you never know. Well, I think it's really beautiful that um, someone like yourself wasn't feeling good, tried something, wasn't feeling good, tried something else, started feeling good, and then took a a shot in the dark and just tried an experiment on yourself. Mm -hmm. Big believer in, you know, it's easy to talk shit, but you got to do something. And if you want to say like, hey, that's bad. I always say, well, have you tried it? That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. Well, have you, have you tried it? Like, just try it. What's the worst case? Well, I guess the worst case you could die. Um, but you've proven that that can't happen from what people say. So now I know that, okay, one guy ate raw eggs. He didn't die. Now I'm going to eat raw eggs. I should make it too. But I, yeah. I, I commend you um, for doing this little experiment here, documenting it, because your situation was you didn't feel good. You tried eating a different way. You started to feel good. There's probably a lot of other people out there in the same boat, and they've run out of solutions ideas and they might just come across your page and see you outside of uh whole foods with um, a jar of eggs and a raw <laughs> fruit and smashing it and say i'm gonna try that and it might make them feel good it's like there's definitely people that do it i just wanted to show people that there's a, there's another option that most people would never even think about but you're right like if you don't try it i get comments all the time that say humans can't digest raw meat 
I'm like, okay, so what do I have? Like 250 pounds of raw meat in my body still? Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you an alien? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we can digest it because I do it every day. But yeah, and I think out of like, I'd estimate like a thousand people have ate raw eggs or liver or meat and sent it to me in my DMs because of my page. And I think I've had like two or three that were like, I got a fever or diarrhea for a couple of days after, and I'm not sure if it was connected or not, but I haven't seen anything worse than that. I'm like, that's not even, I don't even think that's bad. Like if I, if I got a fever like twice during this experiment, I'd probably stop or something, but I'm like, whatever, a couple, a couple of days feeling like shit that could be from anything. Yep. hundred percent. Well, Project Fitness Podcast, thanks you so much for taking the time to come on the show. And um, I'm going to be following and I'm going to be sending you some, some videos. I want to try that liver strawberry shake that you're talking about. I'm going to give it to my kids and trick them. I know. You guys can't even get raw milk, though, can you? I, I don't know. So I know we can't from grocery stores. I know it's not accessible there, but I don't know where we could get it. I have to start uh, looking unless some people, where I can get it. Some people from Canada have told me that you have to do it like a drug deal. Like you have to like find some find some way low key to get it well i do train a farmer so i, I might be the hookup <laughs> awesome thanks again for coming on really appreciate it well thanks for having never me. stop learning because life never stops teaching if you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people please share this podcast with them and a reminder we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.